Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. I got my little ding. Hello? We have Jennifer. Woohoo! We have Kelly. Hello! But wait, who sent out the link this time? It was Maddie. I'm like, wow, this is like a whole new world. I don't know how to do it. So yeah. it's good that you know how to do it. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I we, we know barely that. know what I to just, do. I, I just show up. <laughs> I barely know what to do. Like the technological aspect of this to explain to our listeners is not complicated but also it is complicated and I have made no effort to learn how to do it (laughs) and that's okay yeah so we've elected Maddie in charge of all the things (laughs) Maddie is our mom now now like now me and Kelly don't want to even put a minimal effort into just like hands off the wheel there we go Maddie's here we don't have to do anything well i mean i'm gonna be gone next week so whatever i figure I'm the only one who can cancel podcasts what the hell well i'm just like saying like you know sink or swim bitches let's go. Uh, i can't <laughs> i didn't even know i had a login i forgot that i had the login yeah i forgot it's true it was a whole thing of forgetting hi family I'm getting my computer. I was supposed to look up um, the Arrow, my pilot review for one and two, which I have. I have written those, and they were posted on the website. But I went to go log into my blog, y'all. I have to reset the password. It's so long. It's true. Since <laughs> I've been in my blog. We I'm may sorry, have a Tumblr guys. resurgence now that um, Scandalous Content can be on it again. Oh, this is, is the it? rumor I keep hearing, but I have not well, seen any proof I mean, of it. There is no shorter way to sink a company than going that route. Although, you know, TikTok's done fine. Like, you, they, like, bleep out all kinds of Yeah, but of they stuff. never did allow it. Yeah, that's fair. That's the, it's, the thing is, is if you're never going to allow it, never mm-hmm. allow it. But right. if you do allow it, you can't just be like, oh, and now we don't. Because can't take it away. Yahoo bought us, and now we're, no. It's like Lauren offering to make me cookies, and then she changed her mind. Yeah. Exactly. If she had never offered to make the cookies, you're fine. I would have been completely fine. fine. Exactly. And But you can't say, here's, I'm going to make you great cookies, and then be like, no, no cookies for you. And it's like, no, I was good with cookies. Yep. So, if you're wondering if this conversation actually happened... That would be the case, and she was told to uh, make you me know, cookies, make me freaking cookies, exactly. See, just like Tumblr is now allowing porn again, I guess. So, I mean, <laughs> they were told bring the cookies back, <laughs> bring the cookies. So, also, my link is still down, but it's okay, we can find it. Jay Buffy Angel. Yeah, I, what I had to do because I read your pilot review last night. Oh, you did! What I wow! Did. <laughs> I know. Well, it's part of the Arrow nostalgia because part of the yeah. Arrow experience is you watch the episode and then you read Jen's reviews. It's part Aww. of it. It's hand in hand. That's sweet. Aw, sweet. Okay, so if you are wondering what has happened to Jen's reviews, they're on my blog. They're there. Nothing's been deleted. It's just freaking tumblr and their stupid updates so i haven't quite figured out how i'm fixing these the links but you know but if you google j buffy angel arrow reviews then yeah, the proper there. link I is just, the first thing that shows up. yeah exactly just do j buffy angel arrow 101 review and badoom you're off and rolling oh i wrote a lot jesus wow <laughs> you seem shocked by this 
I'm a little shocked by it. Maddie and I are less shocked. Less. I felt like I was more concise in the season one reviews, but as I am reflecting. It's the do revenge nope, gift. I of, talked about everything. I am shocked. This is I shocking news. I talked about everything. Sure did. All right. Well, let's hear Maddie's opinions on the pilot because I feel like well, everyone's Well, first we should this. just kind of tell people. Um, I think you, y'all kind of teased it a little bit, but... I'm kind of joining for a rewatch, which I'm excited about. That's fun. Have you rewatched Arrow? So I haven't rewatched it since the show ended. Oh, so, wow. interesting. Yeah. But were you rewatching episodes while it was airing? Not really, like occasionally, more instead of like a formal rewatch of like start to finish, it would just be like to pull my faves you know yeah like yeah. a like yeah, a comforting fair. blanket throw on 207 you know like <laughs> kind of stuff. or 320 yeah like 320 yeah yeah to go back to the to the support network during season five i probably rewatched the 320 love scene in a healthy amount of time so but i don't recall um rewatching it at all like I rewatched Elicity scenes, but I did not rewatch a full episode ever. Yeah. After I wrote the, I don't review. remember when I stopped rewatching. I mean, you were a hardcore rewatcher. Like I think you watched the full series. I want to say comfortably by the time we hit season five. Well, at least twice, thing. if not three. Here's times. the thing. Yeah, I think I rewatched. Like, I rewatched season one and season two the most. Yes. And maybe season three, too. And then I, like, rewatched season four maybe one or two times. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched parts of season five. Yep. And then season six, nah. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah. I, I, I stopped at some point. I don't remember exactly when I stopped rewatching. But I did at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think there just came an exhaustion. <laughs> they did come an exhaustion. It was a lot. It was a very intense time of our lives. I sometimes marvel at it. Really, it was helpful that I did not have a very strict eight to five job. Because I was yeah. like, how did I devote this much time to Arrow? And I was like, oh, well, I didn't really work. I work when I wanted to work kind of deal. Like I definitely had things that I needed to get done, but it was very easy for me to like go back and forth. I would, I would go back between my work computer and my home computer. (laughs) Just multitask, multitask. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious to see. No, like that's a period of my life. I had no, no social life. I was by myself and, in Southern California. So basically, I, I worked, I slept, I watched Arrow, and I went to Disneyland. That's basically all I did. Well, those Sounds are fun like things. A, those are valid lifestyle choices. A good deal. <laughs> really, if one could make a decision about what we were going to, you know, if I didn't have to work, that's probably what I would want to do. Just watch Arrow and go to Disney World. Why not? Land. Just, just alternate. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, because it is wild that it's, the pilot is 10 years ago in a few days like is it really 10 years yes 10 years that's why we're having all the little quizzes and shit on twitter i feel old i know it does happen it's like man alive when did 10 years go by that means it's been off air for two right yeah eight (laughs) yeah i can do math i can math it (laughs) I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm like, I guess I'm a grown up if it's been 10 years since like, I almost feel Arrow is like the last vestige of my youth. And when you're able to quantify a passage of time in decades, you are officially an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Which basically means you got to be in your 30s. So (laughs) we're almost there. Because like when you say a decade in your 20s, like you're talking about when you were 10. That doesn't count. That's not no. no, but yeah, not but that. I was, no, I guess I was 19 when the show started. So, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zygote. Zygote. I was telling Callie, I was like, I'm very curious to see like what 
my reactions to Laurel are going to be. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be great. Jen. Yeah, I'm just I feel telling like, you now. Well, let's just hop I, into it. I feel like in my old age, I have grown harsher towards her character. No, it's, it's, it's less old age and it's more you watch through the first time and it's like you're just focused on what is right. happening in the it's story. It's totality. Yes. When you watch it again, especially with some benefit of hindsight, so like say watching season one in the middle of season three or season four, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. She's how, did awful. I, how did I suffer through this for yeah. so long? I mean, listen. She becomes worse on rewatch. And yeah, subsequent I, rewatch, she's even I worse. I fully so. expect that. And I think, like, clearly, when you're, when you're opening up the pilot, like, that is a very high focus in the pilot is the Laurel and Oliver relationship and the love triangle with Tommy. Yeah. It's, I would say after the green arrow, like the whole arrow being the vigilante, that's the next big storyline. It's, it's very clear that that is. Yeah. That's what's going to be. And Mm -hmm. when you come away with it, like, why does everybody want her? (laughs) Well, you're failing to see the, attraction yeah and so why upon... does she want to be with oliver at all also true <laughs> I, that to me and you know cal and i have talked about this before but like the whole setup with the sleeping with the sister <sighs> you really can't go back from that i mean i truly do not know a human being who has a sister who'd be like yep totally cool with my boyfriend sleeping with her and I would definitely want to get back together with him yeah no (laughs) like there are certain things like burning it to the ground and I and I feel that's what they did right off the bat before we even got started we were looking at a smoldering pile of ash (laughs) they were expecting us to make a ship out of it yeah they they started well it's like Mm-hmm. it's like they, they're thinking it's going to be like t-ball of just line it up and knock it out of the park right but then there was a sinkhole that the t-ball <laughs> thing fell into absolutely this is so bad this is so the I mean, ground I, I opened and the- <laughs> i audibly gasped when they had that conversation right outside went to go apologize to her yes where it's the I, like, I, I, hope you br- I was angry she- and I couldn't be sad, but then like, I couldn't be fully like grieving because I was too angry. That's what happens when your sister dies sleeping with your boyfriend. I was just like, come you, again? You remember what she said that is what threw me out. Yes. Well, no, you were so funny though, because you told me another time that actually what really pissed you off was everyone, you were a little annoyed with her to start with because everyone was watching the news of Oliver Queen coming back and she just waltzes in and she shuts off the TV. (laughs) And you were like, that was rude. (laughs) People were watching that. Well, she does shut it off after they say her sister's name. So there's a little leeway. Yeah, but like they were watching the news. Right. Like they're they're people. You didn't say, hey, can I turn this off? Like there was no questions asked, or you didn't just, or even like a clearing of the throat. Like, right? Seriously, y'all are gonna watch this in front of me? (laughs) Seriously, yeah, they just turned it off. Sorry, I'm like moving around my house, and my dog's barking at me. I just want to get some water. Can I just get some water? Hydration is important. Oh god. Yeah. So here's my. So I watched episodes one and two last night. So Mm -hmm. the rewatch has begun, and. It is a lot of fun. I wanted to continue to the next one, but I was like, no, we're nope. keeping this fresh. You have to wait. You have, you have to, to wait. You have to taste it. The rules. <laughs> but anywho, like as far as the Laurel situation goes, I had seen Katie Cassidy and other CW stuff before this. Like she was the name that I knew like going into the show when I watched yes, it. Yes, same. Interesting. Yep. I had same. no idea who she was. I, well, I, you didn't watch CW stuff. You, yeah. You watch, I know, I know you, Maddie, you watch Gossip Girl, but I had seen a little bit of her on Melrose Place. I thought she was very, very good. Yeah. She plays like a psycho. She, that's like single white femaleing Blake Lively in um, 
um, Gossip Girl. And interesting. That's such a reach. <laughs> you could have seen that coming. Yeah. That's a but really anywho, but that part. he does have some spark. Like, he can be witty and that kind of thing. So, rewatching it, the quote unquote words, just a laurel scene. And it's like just her and the friend and stuff. And there's like witty repartee. And she's like girl boss lawyer. I see where you you have hope. But then yeah. all of the hope is nuked as soon as <laughs> Oliver steps into frame. Because, yeah. you know, as we've talked about and a little bit of shade and side eye as far as um, in later seasons of how Katie totally checks out. Um, when it's like not her lines, yeah. I was seeing that in the pilot where like Oliver is apologizing to her, and it's just a blank stare. Yeah, <laughs> she's giving nothing. Nothing. <laughs> There's like it would be the <laughs> same to play off of a cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, cardboard cutout might have been more effective. <laughs> and like the crazy thing of going back to like watching this in the pilot in particular is we've talked ad infinitum about like the yo-yoing that happens in season one of like stay away but I love you but stay away and all this yeah. that's between the oh two they're more constant yeah but I didn't realize we get yo-yoing in just the pilot alone oh <laughs> yes it yes sets up the expectation for the yo-yo it does <laughs> Because you're like, wait a minute, I thought we were done. And exactly. Then, nope, we're not done. We're not she done. She tells Why? him off. She tells him to go to hell. Yep. And then she goes to him and is like, wants to be his buddy. And he pushes her away. And then he's like, ah, I don't want to be your buddy. I'm an asshole. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> thought we settled this earlier. And then the next episode, you're like, he has legitimate business at the courthouse. And she's so rude to him. She's like, what the fuck are you doing point? here? Right. Well, and again, it's more yo-yoing because it is it. I can't remember. Is one and then the later cream. he goes to her house to have ice cream. The ice like, cream, and then I, yo-yoing back. I, I remember being really high keyed, irritated about the ice cream scene. It was, I was irritating. Like, I'm like, do these two? Is this because to me it just felt super toxic? Like these two would have these massive like. Like, say terrible things to each other. Or mostly Laurel saying terrible things to Oliver. And Oliver just, like, standing there like a stone. Like, yes, I am shit. Yeah, I'm piece of shit. But will you eat ice cream with me? It's like, what are you doing? And then she's just like, and then he's like, you know, I dreamed of this. And, like, he, like, he, like... The, they the wanted you to think it was sex, sex that they were talking about. And she's like, oh, and then he hands her the ice cream and we're supposed to be like, oh, that's so cute. Look how cute they are. It's not cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. It's <laughs> disturbingly toxic. I'm like, well, this is not a healthy dynamic at all. And it doesn't make sense because he's the one that said, like, I need to push you away to protect you. And then when he Thea says, like, you gotta let somebody cream. in, he goes to Laurel. Yeah. But, like, why would it be Laurel? The only reason it is Laurel is because Oliver needed to be in the apartment when China White attacks her and like saves, they save their life and stuff. That's, it's a plot reason. Yeah. Where it's like if he's saying you got to let somebody in, why didn't he go to Tommy? <laughs> well, can I just say something about our fandom? Tommy would make more sense. And Tommy would make more sense. Um, <laughs> in that. I love the Elicity fandoms fan vids so much. And what I love about this fandom is they took that scene and they made it an Elicity scene. Because every fan vid plays that scene and they cut to a Felicity scene. And I just love it. Because, yes, Thea is right. Oliver needs to let somebody in. But he needs to let the right person in. And well, that's and also wrong. when you go through this, let her in ice cream thing like how much letting in was actually happening there there were still walls up yeah again they're talking around yes. like it's so confusing because all know. they're talking about is queen consolidated and like business and stuff and right she's like, yeah exactly. i don't see you running a company yeah <laughs> and again she's super um this is also a really big huge problem like grant i am i'm totally team laurel on the whole cheating thing 
and like basically thinking Oliver's a piece of crap because yeah, he was, but the problem is, and this is, this has always been the problem with her character is the audience is already on board with Oliver being a hero. We're so, yeah. We watched the pilot. We, the hero. Yeah, exactly. We know he's the arrow. We know he's going to be the green arrow. We know he's a he's a good guy. Well, and even um, at that point, we'd already seen him doing good things right. as the hood. Right. Like we already knew he was better than whatever it was he was. And also, he's the guy on the poster. Like, right? He's going like, to be our guy. <laughs> we we're sold. We're sold exactly on Oliver from the start. So her shitting on him every two seconds, in whether or not she's giving him the right act, rightfully so, about Sarah. But even just talking about other things, where she's like, "I didn't really envision you as master of the universe," you know, like you get defensive on Oliver's behalf. Yes. Like, hey, bitch, back off. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's been You're through damaged. It. Yeah, he's like, the guy's been through it. He couldn't even get to ice cream for five years. Why don't you hold your, you know, slow your roll a little bit? And that really, it sets the audience in this ad- adversarial relationship with Laurel. And, and not in a sexy way. Not in no. a sexy way. No. And, and also... The other yeah. end of the love triangle, she's also a bitch to Tommy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she is. Yes. And How'd you expect that to go? Tommy's a cupcake from day one. Oh, yeah. Like, there's we, no problems with Tommy. We love character. Tommy because he's charming and yes. effortless. Yes. He's effortlessly wonderful and funny and just, he's a wonderful foil to Oliver's seriousness. Like, he's delicious. And her being like, well, you're a playboy, and I never know if you're serious about me. Well, he's literally and, trying to show you he's serious about you. What and she just calls him a lapse in judgment, and you're just like, rude. Like, <laughs> you sit there, and you, you castigate him for not being serious. And then when he tries to act serious, you treat him like he's not changed at all. Right. And that's just, as from just from her perspective, like, the audience perspective of her character... That does not set her up in a very sympathetic light to the, the audience because we see what's going on. Yeah. And you, you, it forces you to look at her and be like, why can't she like pick up on the subtlest social cues and understand what's going on? Yeah, here? like he's trying to forge a relationship with you. But again, you uh, here's the other thing, though, because obviously you set it up. You set it up that love triangle. And in the pilot, they have... They, uh, they, that very strong visual of Laurel walking, they call her Dino Laura Lance, which immediately calls back to the Black Canary. They have her walking down the aisle, uh, down the alleyway. alleyway. And Oliver's behind her. They've connected that. So that is the visualization that Laurel would become Black Canary. Oliver will become the Green Arrow. This is an origin story. Their paths are connected. They are going to fall back in love and be superheroes. So you and Tommy's Tommy, going to be what's between them. Right. And so you already, Tommy's already lost. So you're like. You're already feeling sorry for him. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> he is, as you're watching season one, I really, he is more deserving. If we're talking about who deserves to have a relationship with Laurel, it's Tommy. You know, we can talk about Tommy's choices and why do you like her? And like, we can get into that. But if we're just being like, t- you know. Team Oliver, Team Tommy. I'm always Team Tommy in this. Amen. Yeah. So you're automatically any interaction she's having with Tommy feels disingenuous because you know she's still in love with Oliver. Otherwise, she wouldn't be that mad. Yep. She wouldn't keep going to him. She wouldn't be offering him support as a friend. This is it's all a ruse. She's totally still in love with him. So it just feels like her interactions with with Tommy, and that makes her feel... seem cool on top of it all. It does. Make also, it cool. in rewatching the pilot, saying hello to a character that totally disappeared after season one is Laurel's friend Joanna. You're like, oh well, yeah, why don't Tommy and Joanna get together? Yeah, I love Joanna. In fact, I do recall I spent a good deal of time talking about Joanna. <laughs> Because you're like, she calls Laurel on her, like, sanctimonious BS. Yes. (laughs) But then it's also like, hey, your cute friend's here referring to Tommy. And it's just like, yeah. Well, it gave Carol, or it gave, it gave Laurel a, a female character that didn't have any connection to Oliver or Tommy. 
to talk to. And it's also irritating that Felicity never got that, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it was so hard for these writers to keep like a female friendship on this show, but it's very much a weak point throughout the series. Of they can't do it. Like, why didn't Laurel or why didn't Felicity and Thea get more scenes together? Like, I mean, listen, we'll get into it, guys, because it's problematic. No one is arguing that Arrow was a perfect show. No. It was it was a wonderful mess. <laughs> far from it. But far, far from perfect. And it'll be good to laugh about those horrifically bad episodes when we hit them. But yeah, I mean, you're really set up with, we're really set up with a problem. Because I really was like, okay, clearly it's Oliver and Laurel, their endgame. I've never seen a show <laughs> set up a love triangle and clearly designate the winner in it <laughs> more blatantly than Arrow did in that pilot. Yes. I mean, it's almost to, which, to the to point. which case you can understand why the fans of that couple felt so sure that they were going to be endgame. Mm-hmm. Because it was set up to be so sure. I was so sure. They just missed everything else that happened after exactly. that. I mean, I was so sure. <laughs> After Felicity, because I was like, this is never good. I love Felicity. And this I have literally set myself up for the most heartbreaking disappointment of shipping a ship that's never going to be. Because it's basically just shy of shocker and bringing a Disney reference into this. But um, in The Emperor's New Groove, when it like pauses, Mm. breaks the fourth wall, and he's like, just a reminder, this is about me. And like circles himself (laughs) on the screen in Sharpie. Right. (laughs) It's like, just a reminder, it's about Oliver and Laura. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does feel like that. So I I definitely think once you get to season two, when I rewatch it, it's going to be much, much smoother sailing. Much smoother ride. But <laughs> I know for sure in season one, I was like, it's Laurel and Oliver. They will be endgame. Nick already told me it's Black Canary and the Green Arrow in the comics. And I can't stand them. And I tried so hard to love them, you guys. You have no idea how I was trying tried. to just root for them and get okay with this shit. I will and be I interested just... to see during during rewatching season one if you guys can kind of perceive when they kind of shifted gears story-wise with Laurel and Oliver because they were still going ahead with them. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, in my opinion, it, it became a, a little bit more clear that they weren't going ahead with them for good. That they were going ahead in with season them one. just to wrap that loose end up before moving on. Well, yes, in season one. There is, there is a point that I have noticed before, so I'll be interested to see what you guys think. I, I will point. hold on because there's a point in season one, I think it is, and we'll see. Okay. If, yeah, yeah, I do too. Okay, so everybody will will come to that. We'll, we'll whenever keep it you a hit secret. that scene, yes, yeah, yes. You, yeah, whenever you hit that scene, be like, I have the scene where I feel the shift started. Yeah. Excellent, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, we we've almost talked thirty minutes of like, let's get past Laurel because it's like okay, <laughs> too much time. We really love to bitch about her, so like, just be prepared. We, but. we have all <laughs> yeah. of season one ahead of us. There and are our listeners love when we bitch about her. <laughs> There will yeah. be plenty and opportunity to bitch about. <laughs> but see, Matt, oh, yes. see, see, Maddie will keep us from going through the spiral. Like, Kat, yes, I love her. It's like, all right, ladies, wrap it up. <laughs> it, God, it's chopped, it. you know, <laughs> put down your knives and back away. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make her meat meat. <laughs> okay, moving on. What so, else happened in the pilot, Maddie? <laughs> Like another thing, well, first off, just a shout out. I know for us, the reason we love the show and it's so hard for um, like some of the comic canning loving bros to understand is we're more about story and character arcs and like relational development. But first off, just shout out, the action is like legit really good in the pilot. Oh, Yeah. Hands down, the best action I've ever seen on any television show. On on, on network television. I was on just network like, television. I'm not going to throw this into cable. Right. That's the same fair. But I mean, I think Arrow could compete on a cable level for sure. 
for sure. But like it goes there, especially in the pilot. And oh, also shout out, I realize James Banford is one of the goons in the pilot that like kidnaps him. Yes. And oh I gotta so rewatch that. I missed at, that. at the end I of that scene, that. it's the like the last dude that he snaps the neck of. No kidding. I know. Okay. It's I gotta go I look like, that. Is that Bam? All right, I gotta go yeah. look at Izzy's name. I mean, yeah, I'm totally with you. It 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 and I listen, I'm I'm willing to give Steve credit where credit is due. I he really worked hard. He worked and hard because also did, yeah, the pilot training sequence. Stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, holy cow! I mean, the amount of effort that took, and him being his essentially doing majority of his stunt work—it's pretty freaking impressive, and it does make a difference on film. Like you can yeah. tell, oh no, this is really the actor doing it. This is That's doing it, awesome. and he's yeah. molded his body into this and like into a weapon. <laughs> and part of it is just they're shooting in vancouver but the scenes where he's doing like the curl-ups and steam is just coming off of his body yeah i mean honestly i really (laughs) remember thinking i can't believe nick is gonna let me watch this it's like (laughs) it's just a half step away from porn you know what i mean like just i was like okay i'm gonna get away with watching this okay and he was just enough murder to make it yeah it was like whatever (laughs) My husband's very confident, so he wasn't worried. But I was like, I feel like for all the eye candy that he got to see, it's very nice that some eye candy came my way. Yes, so us women deserve a little something, something. Yeah. A little something, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I mean, there's a lot of talk about how Arrow opened up the male demographic on the CW, but I think that was one of the problems that they didn't realize that there was a very large female demographic also watching the show. Yes. And we had different investments than I think. No less valid investments. No less valid, no. but yeah, but different focuses. And I think they we finally will... leaned into I will that. Say at, the, at the core of all of this, and as we get more into the series, this will definitely be in detail. But like, our side of the fandom, the reason why the two sides can never get along is I feel our side were TV fans and the others were like comic book comic fans, fans who are only caring about just kind of seeing the page onto the screen verbatim. Whereas we, like as TV fans, we watch a lot of TV. We are have a bit more media literacy. Um, I know that sounds really pretentious, but um, no, that's fair. That's but fair. it's just no, fair. No. Of like, we've been around the block. Like, we understand storytelling beats and stuff like that. And that's where we could telegraph where things were going. And they're like, they couldn't see it because comic canon. You know, and we're well, like, and well, yeah. Here's how TV works. Yeah. This is, this is what we're invested in and what what we're drawn by. But also, we understand how writing a network television show happens well and as years have gone on too this is something that interestingly enough or not interesting enough i mean at at first i thought this was an arrow specific that no but the, the the comic book rage about it not matching exactly what's in the picture book on screen <laughs> applies to every possible iteration that has come up with you know making comic book characters into movies and television shows so i was like oh it's just not specific to arrow i mean at least there's consistency there (laughs) but you know if all you're looking for is to just you know the the show to act out episode three issue 354 or whatever I mean, there's no, there's no surprise element to that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But as like a TV person, I tried Arrow out 10 years ago and was like, okay, I have the three episode rule. So we're going to give this a whirl. And the thing that got me genuinely of like, okay, I'm in, in the pilot is the family relationships of Mm. like, yes, that like Oliver and Moira and then the twist at the end, realizing Mm. that. Moira arranged for the kidnapping to find Mama out what her son be, knows. Yep, Mama be dirty. Okay. Yep. Mom's shady. Yeah. Like you can tell she does genuinely love her son, but she's also shady as fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
God, I God miss bless Moira. Moira. Moira's shadiness was just the <sighs> best. Oh, a thing her. of beauty. Missed her. Yeah, I would say... A literal queen. What got me hooked, where I was like, I am in, was the uh, Robert Queen suicide scene. Because I'm fucked up and twisted. (laughs) (laughs) I have issues. But yeah, that like, on both sides of the parental issues. Right. Like, you love the mother. I was like, oh, the father thing. That didn't go great in the boat. I actually just thought that was so well done in that like you knew Oliver had been through it you know and we were obviously going to see that in the flashbacks of the island Mm -hmm. but they're really setting this up as this is he's not just a superhero he's an extremely traumatized man like this is a person who really is not um, he's not well health-wise, you know what I mean? No. Yeah, mental health-wise, not well. And Because when probably- you watch that scene, there's this pause, because, like, Oliver is still fully in Ollie mode. It's just like, yeah, Dad, like, just just rest. Like, I mm-hmm. guess someone will come get us. If not, I guess we die. Like, it's just like, I'm not going to put effort into this. And there's this pause where Robert Queen is like, I need my kid to survive, but also I'm going to traumatize him majorly. Yeah. And there's a beat, and then he shoots the other guy in the raft, and then shoots himself, and you're just like... I actually look at that scene as, like, the dual death. Like, Robert Queen died, and the person Oliver was... Yeah. Died. Like, his innocence died. Is this this where we bring up the pre-island Oliver, the voice? Oh, Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about Ollie. Yeah. (laughs) So, this was a thing. (laughs) Watching this last night, (laughs) 10 years later, and years of fandom in retrospect. It's a different thing. (laughs) Um, Ollie is Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I gotta say, I gotta say, so the first time I was ever face to face with Stephen Amell. Was at the was at the Flaro premiere. Yeah, and he went out and he was in a suit. It was spectacular, and he um, was signing autographs. And I heard him talk. He was saying hi, and he was talking, and I was actually stunned. I was like, like you're expecting this deep baritone voice, and he's like this higher pitched. He's Ollie. I was like, oh my god, his voice is like the real voice is Ollie. Yeah. It's the arrow voice is the fake one. <laughs> and and even, especially like, regular Oliver, like there's Ollie voice, there's the arrow voice, and then there's Oliver voice. That's about a half step down from what his real speaking intonation is. No, because like in the party scene in the pilot when he like grandstands and is like, I miss tequila. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, that's Steve. That's Steve. <laughs> Like we, I feel like I was like this now that we can look at that and be like, yeah, that's true. Uh, that this was, is literally a knocking point party. Yeah, he was he was drawing from real life experience, you guys. <laughs> and the like the news footage when the, it's like Oliver Queen is found and like here's backstory on Oliver Queen and like here's footage from he's, a yeah. drunken assault to a paparazzo and he's like, just oh, a slutty too mess. real yeah too he's, real Ollie's just a slutty mess and I'm like. Oh this is hitting a little close to home. <laughs> I mean... But yeah, I visibly I remember my shock. Yeah. And a little bit of disappointment. <laughs> watching now, you're like, dude. Man, really? <laughs> Your higher octave is the real one? Damn it. Damn it. But yeah, no. Well, and again, the wig was so bad, too. Like, they, like, I don't know if they were trying to, like, not, like... <sighs> It felt like they were trying to make Ollie not hot. Well, I realized because it's 2007 is when yeah. all of that is. And it's trying to make that era, which was kind of more the floppy hair situation and all of that. Well, and the like the man scarf and the. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I don't remember any of this because I gave birth and the early aughts are just a. I didn't even witness them. I don't remember what happened. 
I'll take your word for it. No, it's like the you. douchey people on the hills. Like that. Oh yeah, kind of okay, I'm going. with you. I'm with you. Okay, that I see. You just gotta give me a television reference, and I'm with you. So, yeah, yeah. And I guess so like, that, yeah, that that part of it was like again, as we roll back to Laurel, like again, why were you attracted to this? I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the. Uh, well, like yeah. the only thing I see is that he's freaking rich. <laughs> so. so it starts making her just look like a gold digger. A little bit. Well, like, why are you putting up with this? With this That's level of mistreatment. Question. And again, like, you want, you're coming in with Laurel, like, she's supposed to be this badass attorney who doesn't take crap from anybody. And it's a little bit like, well, then why are you, like, even tolerating this douchebag? I don't know. For real. I don't know. But no, I would say that scene where it was, I would say, after Robert Queen, you know, kills himself. They cut to Oliver in the foundry and it's bathed in green light and they just back out. It's totally silent. I don't even think there's music. And he's just kind of like rocking in the chair back. And it's just, they just pan out from that. It's one of the most beautiful shots in the whole show. And I was like, oh, they're reaching for something here. You know, where I was like, this feel like your prototypical teen show. I think that there's some messaging here that could be very interesting um and god knows i'm a sucker for all symbol symbolism so i was like oh this could be fun so yeah that was the scene where i was like i'm down i'm down with this were you guys into the flashbacks were you into the flashbacks did you like the flashbacks no and also i'm glad (laughs) they got rid of the level of stylization of the flashbacks you know like yeah the filter and the shaky cam and some of that also, yeah. I will say, while a lot of the stunts look really cool, parkour just looks silly. It just does. It's just, oh, it doesn't film well. <laughs> I'm trying to hear parkour. Say, parkour. <laughs> Unless you have a GoPro strapped to your head. Yeah. Parkour does not film well. No. No. It just, it just looks like a little, it kind of looks like a monkey jumping in, you know, a zoo. It's just because there's the one chase scene in the pilot where he does the little, like, hop. You know, like I over cannot the bar. with that stupid hop. <laughs> how am bunny? I supposed to take that seriously? <laughs> really, just hop. how? I can't. It was so funny. And like what every time I it, see it, I just go. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't unsee it. And like there were so many memes, there were so many videos making fun of it. It was just gifts that were making fun of it. It was just classic. And also the voiceovers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So thank goodness they, that we are started. almost to him. Ha- Oliver having Diggle to talk to because <laughs> the voiceovers are tragic. The voiceovers were awful. What were they thinking? I mean, I feel like this came out of like Grey's Anatomy too, like because they had merit. I feel like there was like, uh, like there was like this because Vampire Diaries did it. I mean, Laguna Beach did it. I mean, there's it was all of this lead talking over and narrating thing in the early 2000s that I don't really understand why that was a thing because i would say too like let's just fully call it like steve progressively got better as an actor as the series goes on but like while on screen in scenes and stuff the reservedness of oliver post island when you're looking at him you get that but when it's just voiceover there's just nothing and it's just while when you look at him, you can see the reserve and the restraint and the tension and all of that, um, that he's just like a cold machine. But when he's just talking in VO, you're like, well, now you just sound like a voice with no personality whatsoever. And this isn't compelling at all. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I see. What, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so that's why, fortunately, he's going to talk to Diggle soon, which segues into... Diggle. Oh, John Diggle. John Diggle right out the gate. You're like you're perfection from day one. Honestly, the saviors for season two or season one for me were Diggle and Tommy. Yep. Without the two of them, I don't it know if I would have made show. it to season two. It was a rough Because it's his I brother knew. from before and his brother after. Correct. I mean, if you are an Elicity fan. And you are watching from live, or even if you're binging through season one. Actually, I think if you are going into Arrow as an Elizabeth fan and you're working your way through season one, 
it's like, what the fuck? What is this? This is not the show I was promised. And I remember like, readily, I love so much of this. I just have to hang on. Okay, there's not going to be a love story that I'm crazy about. You know, I can get past that, I guess, you know, and one of those things that were keeping me hanging on was Diggle because Diggle is the best. And like, how do you not have Diggle in your life? Because like, he's immediately not putting up with Oliver's BS. <laughs> well, I love that they like, again, there's a lot of like character stupidity that nobody's picking up on. Like, it's clear as day that Oliver is the hood. <laughs> and like, this oh all started the second he showed up in town. And yet Moira and Thea can't quite put it together. I mean, Thea is starting to put it together. And like, you know, he just was like, oh, I got that at a... She's very easily like... Granted, she's 17 and on drugs a lot. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but, you know, he's able to steer Thea away from it. Moira, I don't know what Moira's deal was. Because Moira is a smart woman. She's super smart. Well, and that knowing at the end that, like, he evaded his kidnappers that like, way. Yeah, didn't you put like, the, like, do on, the math, Moira? It's yeah. right there. So it's, it was, it's frustrating as a viewer to be like, why are the characters all so stupid? But Diggle was not stupid. Also, I feel like a, the Moira level of shady, you would put body cams on your kidnappers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. For sure. Oh, a drone, yeah. maybe. Definitely. <laughs> something. Come on. Just like, <laughs> what are you doing, more? You've got yeah. something in You're better than this. Here, you know, come on. And I think, like, that was another thing. Like, that whole, oh, you need to let somebody in. Like, why, why didn't we cut to Diggle? Wouldn't that make more sense? Diggle or Tommy? Diggle or Tommy? Wouldn't that have made more sense? Or, or Thea herself. She said, you yeah. need to let somebody in. Let like, yeah, your sister in. Right. She's been right there. And, 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 you know, Diggle had the whole, you know, cu- you know, coming home from war. That, you know, it's not, it's not leaving the war. It's coming home. That's the war. He had plenty of people. Yeah. There were much better options. People who actually saw that there was something going on with him. And had compassion for him. Well, yeah, people, people it makes sense like because right. he has compassion, and Oliver can res- because of what he went through. He can respect what three tours in Afghanistan means. And also, let's be real, because he had enough of a setup going on. I think he he would have been able to do a basic background check on Diggle to see like what's his deal. Oh, I'm sure he I did totally that. see he would do, and oh, then. Yeah. Well, he says later on that he did his research on both. Yeah, he did all his homework. Yeah, yeah. everything. But like, think about Oliver. Do open up of someone who could get it, has compassion for you, but also doesn't have connections to you before, so can just handle you now. Yes, right. Exactly. That's why I kind of lean towards more Diggle than Tommy is that he can accept Oliver who he is now. But like. If you're thinking Laurel, I would go Tommy before. Oh, for Laurel. sure, absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> well, like you don't have the. I would go to Lance before Laurel. Oh, Honestly, yeah. like, well, let's pick the person I have the complicated sex history with. Yeah, that's the person no. I need to go to. Talk to Raza. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, let's go to the person who can't. The nice Russian maid, right? Let's be real with rich people is probably the person who actually raised you, like. <laughs> Here's the here's the thing though, and this is what I'm gonna keep hammering on all through season two, because it was never about getting back together with Laurel for Oliver. It was about getting forgiveness from her. Yes, he needed that redemption. He was he was he constantly did. seeking her out because he was seeking her forgiveness, and he equated that forgiveness to a relationship with her, which is wrong wrong so that's why i enjoyed that fic i had to write that fic where mm-hmm. i had him actually realize that that's not what he needed he didn't need a real yeah <laughs> relationship yes. you know mm-hmm. he just needed the forgiveness i'm like because i'm sorry you. i don't i i here's my thing i vehemently argue that if somebody that you're with in a romantic relationship with sleeps with your sister they do not love you. No. No. 
Because you wouldn't do that to somebody you even halfway like. No, there's no planet in which I could sleep with Nick's brother. No. no. <laughs> and if, if I can do that, then I don't really love Nick. That's Correct. something so cruel, so hurtful, so mean. Well, and, and didn't somebody, I don't recall off the top of my head right now who said this, but like you don't sleep with your girlfriend's sister unless you want to blow up yes. the entire yes. relationship. Yes. Yes. Like he did it because he didn't want that relationship. She yep. was pressuring him to get an apartment together yep. to take mm-hmm. their relationship to the next level. And he was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I don't have the emotional maturity no, it's with, like the, with how to break up with her. But doesn't so want to do the breakup thing. It's I'm like, gonna um, do this instead. See, uh, I don't know Oliver, if um... Oliver dating Laurel is the co- most confusing Oliver sometimes. Because you're just like, what you doing, man? He was just, he was a disaster zone. No, because basically it's like, um, I don't know if y'all have been watching She-Hulk, but um, there is a side story. They have a client who is basically immortal, where if he does something, like jumps out of a building or whatever, he'll be out for a little bit, but then pops right up. So instead of actually breaking up in his relationships, he just keeps faking his death. (laughs) Oh, over and over again so that's so something Oliver would have done yeah <laughs> yeah so like he's like yeah I don't I the I want a divorce conversation is hard so I just would walk into traffic and that's just a lot easier <laughs> like dude that's not helping and it's, it's not easier it's not better it's not no better. so they have basically all the all the exes like sue him for money and stuff it's a it's a fun plot line but basically yeah that's that's oliver with laurel of like oh no i can't i don't have the the emotional bandwidth to break up with you and be a grown-up so i'll just do what i can to like napalm (laughs) this relationship (laughs) because there's just no coming back from it they're just and then the trust is gone and fast forwarding to the present of oliver has enough self-loathing of like he's wanting the validation from Laurel, but he also hates himself enough to just fully accept all of the anger from Quentin Lance. Right. Yeah. Because he deserves it. He deserves yeah. it. He's he's convinced he deserves there's every no, bit of anger. I mean, there's no defense. Well no. Like, what do you but say? I mean, he doesn't he's he takes it a step beyond just like I know I fucked up to I, I deserve to be tortured every day of the rest of my life and to die alone because yeah, he, I'm yeah. such a piece of shit. And it's like, he okay, it a, or... yep. he, took, <laughs> he took it to a level of all of that and I killed Sarah. Right. Which is right. like, it really removes Sarah's agency. It's a little, it's a little patriarchal. In oh, a sense. It's, like, well, it's patronizing for yeah. sure because yeah. Like she decided to get on that boat just as much. Yeah, as, there were you know. there's yep, she was making her own choices, you know, but he really took it as you killed her. I killed her. And Quentin takes it as you killed her, and Laurel takes it as you killed her. Because it was like, an easy eh. answer. Yeah. It's like eh, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I understand there's a desire to romanticize people after they die, but like let's not just completely pretend like Sarah was this perfect little angel and yeah. yeah, she waltzed her little pink butt on the boat. I I have a theory. Also, this is this is my working theory. I have a theory that Laurel could barely stand Sarah before the yacht. Yeah, and her anger towards Sarah afterwards, after she showed back up again, you know, I think it was just it was residual from her, their relationship before because she was not yes. a great sister to Sarah before mm-hmm. Sarah quote-unquote died and i feel like too lance has guilt i imagine like it's extrapolating but laurel's the golden child that yeah yeah. Quentin sees that like laurel wants to become a lawyer and like fight justice and stuff and like is like at a girl but sarah's the wild card that like parties and he's just like disappointed in her but now that she's dead he feels bad for being so hard on her well again i mean when we get to that episode i know people like very harsh the only aspect of laurel that i really that i feel like they did good 
a good job with was the relationship with Sarah. It takes us a very long time to get there. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I love that scene so much, primarily because the two of them finally figure out this isn't about Oliver. This exactly. is about you and me. And they we had to repair the rift that was there yes. before Oliver before was Before Oliver in the picture. Exactly. Yeah. So that from that side of it, that that piece of it in season two, I really love that. And that's that, like, going into knowing that that's coming up, I think will like actually assist me with a lot of my mm-hmm. moral annoyance because there are some really <laughs> strong scenes with her and yeah. Cassie does a good job. Also, watching this again, I was like, dang, Paul Black Florence a good actor. He's oh, just, yeah. He's just amazing. Because that's a, that's a hard... It's a hard character to play because a you have to remain... alcoholic, divorced... Yep. Grieving father... Who's... Because, like, the second episode where Laurel's being reckless of, like, going after this dangerous dude in the trial that's, like, involved with the freaking triad. And he's like, I don't want police protection. And he's just like, it's not me being protective dad. This is just me being a cop and being like, no, this is the triad we're talking about. Yeah. And in that regard, again, Laurel's being selfish because she's only looking at it through her own lens. She can't put herself in her father's shoes. And think, you know what? What is me doing this going to do to my poor father's heart? (laughs) Well, and that's a consistent, I mean, again, here's the thing. This is, this is why I get a little like uppity with the writers when everybody was like, well, you know, with all the Laurel hate, it's like, we'll make, write her more likable. You clearly can write characters who are likable. They just never wanted to. Why are you not doing that with her? You know what I mean? Like it's, these are like huge glaring, like character flaws. Which I just don't know if they're not able to, I don't know. The whole, like, you see where Oliver's going. Like, you see where Oliver is, the trajectory of Oliver Queen from the start. And it's like, they're trying to put Laurel on that same trajectory. But it's like, it's just not. Yeah, it's just like a muddying of her character in the beginning. Because it's like, are we starting her out as fully fleshed out superhero and she's perfect? Or is she a raging bitch? Like they flip back and forth. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what are we, what are you doing? Know exactly what, you doing? what you mean. Yeah. What are you doing with her? It doesn't make any sense. And it's just, it's so much whiplash, particularly in the first five, five episodes of the season. I'm like, okay, but seriously, I think things settle down <laughs> midway when she finally gets together with Tommy, but yeah, it's rough. The first it's couple of two though. episodes are a mess. They're so messy. There's with her. some good things there enough to keep you hanging on for the third episode, but yeah. Cause like the sibling dynamic between Oliver and Thea is good. The mother relationship, like and Moira being twisty and that mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. has secret dealings with someone in a limo that you don't see for a while, who we eventually learn is Malcolm Merlin, but like, that yep. mystery is interesting. And season one's villain. God bless Walter Steele. He's trying. Oh, Walter Steele's doing man. his best. He's living his he's trying. He's trying to survive. But I gotta say the aspect that I love the most in the first two episodes, I think, are Oliver's traumatic past with his father and Diggle. Yeah. I gotta give it to Diggle. Yeah. Because Diggle sees him and he sees him as wounded. And nobody else does. No, no one's recognizing it. And I did, like, in retrospect to now seeing the whole arc of the whole series, mm-hmm. the second episode has this really interesting moment where he's at his father's grave and he's talking about, in order to honor your wishes, I'm going to have to dishonor your memory. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's just before he does, like, the, like, being fake drunk at the, like, yeah. yep. the memorial opening and is just to, so he can have his idiot playboy image as his alibi but basically is like in order to do this one thing of writing your wrongs what you want me to do i can't do the other thing you want me to do which is like be an upstanding like citizen in society and like do i good can't things. be the golden boy that you wanted me to be growing up because now i gotta write your wrongs <laughs> right which basically means extorting and killing a bunch of people <laughs> which i'm sorry I'm sure his, I know his heart was in the right place, but that's a lame, flimsy excuse. He didn't have to be 
like this playboy waste girl in order to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Like that's why, like when we get to Verdant or whatever, that's yeah. a brilliant cover of just like no, I, I was I was on an island. I'm not going to run out like a Fortune 500 company, but just let me do this business, <laughs> right? And it's like a solid he cover. He doesn't have to be a womanizer, alcoholic, whatever party boy, but he, you know, I don't know. It just, it just, it feels a little weak to me. Yeah, like, I guess my frustration with like that whole persona that he was trying to pursue was let's just keep me the same as I was five years ago, and then nobody's going to notice that I'm different. Well, and let's be honest, they were ripping off Christopher Nolan Batman. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. That's, that's, like they hardcore. Were, they were oh, yeah. Listen. What, listen. <laughs> you. <laughs> If you watched the Batman, Christopher Nolan fil- films, and this came out, was it after the first one? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's af- after Dark Knight, but before Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. The first two Christopher Nolans had come out, but not the third. Yeah. You're just like, okay, so these writers saw Batman <laughs> <laughs> and really liked it, and they're going to do this thing with the arrow. Exactly. That's exactly so, what happened. I mean, it's blatantly ripped to the off point where also Batman, which fast- is why I love it so much because I love Batman. Fast so forwarding, when easy- we get Count Vert- Vertigo in a few episodes, I'm like, okay, you saw Heath Ledger's Joker, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I actually think that they borrowed a lot of the villains that were Batman villains on the show because, from what Nick told me, he's like, there's not a lot there in the comic books. Like no. he's not that popular. He was always character. like B list. He's like he's like third tier. Yeah, he was like, yeah, Nick was always like no, because I, I was always like oh, you know, it's gonna be so interesting when the Flash airs and like which shows gonna be more popular. And Nick just looked at me and he was like the Flash, <laughs> and I was like what? And he's like it's gonna be the Flash, Jennifer. And I'm like what are you talking about? He's like. That's like a top tier comic book character. It has a massive fan base. He's like Green Arrow is like third tier at best, C level comic book character. He's like, it, it's not like a lot you there. can't compare the box office between Shang Chi and um, Spider Man No Way Home. Like, right. Spider Man's like, okay. on a different level. Yeah, he was like, it's just a different playing field. He doesn't even have a shot at it. Was Nick's perspective. Which is actually how remarkable that is that Arrow was as popular as it was because they weren't coming in with this huge built. Nick was like, they could have, he's like, his perspective of the Flash has always been, they could run straight at the wall and be a complete disaster and still get decent ratings. Which it did. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. When my baby's right, he's right. So. The man is smart. He is smart. He knows his shit. He's not, he's, he's just as intelligent about TV as I am. He just doesn't Except like all the Dawson's spoilers. Creek. Which I don't, yeah. You yeah, guys. No, we don't talk about that. I can't forgive him. It's like a dart. <laughs> so we just can't talk about it. I have told him multiple times that if he just rewatched the show with me, he would like Pacey. Because Nick, Nick of today is a Pacey. You know what I mean? I was like, the man I married is a Pacey. Sorry, you wouldn't have married him if he was in Dawson mode. <laughs> I know. I mean, my boyfriend Nick could be kind of a douchebag, but he made up for it. So, <laughs> oh boy. Listen, Nick making decisions for our relationship did never really go well. So once he was just like, I'm just going to stop deciding things. Everything's been fine since then. So, <laughs> so where are we at here, ladies? I'll take notes. So we're done. We're done with 102, and we're hitting to 103. Yes, for next week. And I figure if any of you out there want to watch along with us, yes, please do. Are we just watching 103 or? Um, let me see. What's 104? I don't remember. I don't remember either. (laughs) I feel like we could probably hammer. Does she not come? She doesn't come back till six, right? I, 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 I think she might come back in five. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I don't think she's in four, but she's not in four. That's a hundred percent. She might be in five. Let me double check. I gotta look at the the list. 
I, I feel pretty confident that we can really hammer out. Three let's and do four three and four. Week. Okay. The three and four. I think we'll, I mean, I think it'll be pretty easy to take season one and twos. Yeah. Yeah. Because really what we want to get to is season two. Exactly. I mean, can we just be honest about who we are? <laughs> Fully and honest. some of the middle stuff, we might do a little bit of threes in some of the, the mid-season slump, if you will. Yeah. But yeah. for now, we're, for now we're in twos. Um, I do not see. I think you're right, Maddie. I think she's in six. That. What yes, it? because. Then do you want to do three through five? Uh, I think that's the start of was it six. The start of no. Helena? I think we should we should stick, stick with, twos. with the twos. Stick with stick the twos. with twos. Yeah, we'll do twos. So we're doing three and four next week. Yeah, next week. And I will figure out my blog and I'll start reblogging them. And if you're wondering, yes, I am going to be writing reviews. There, I've reviewed through episode two, I believe. <laughs> no, no, I have. I've written episode reviews for season one through the episode I'm pending on Felicity finding out. So, what is that about his um fourteen? Yeah, fourteen. 14. So I've got the first thirteen episodes reviewed. So I'll just reblog them on my on my blog, and then I'll get cracking on the other ones. Also, just to briefly talk about that, we've come full circle. Is your daughter wore the one fifteen Felicity dress? Yes. And <laughs> I'll just post that on the blog because it was super cute. It was adorable, but also when you did the side by side of when she was at the con forever ago, and I'm yes. like, oh my god, I know that's gonna make you feel old seeing my Lauren as like a mini felicity and then she's in the gold dress oh it was really cute i was like oh my felicity's all quote up i know going yes. to homecoming all righty guys well we will talk that way week. we will we will be back although yes. is callie not no. joining us next week so no, probably not i mean we'll see on the day of just like shoot me a text and maybe i'll be able to but let's plan that i won't and i will join you in spirit Okay, sounds good. Absolutely. All righty, guys. Talk later. Yes, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.